in a very hot Portimao and uh, under the cover of Smoking Dog's capacious marquee, we've managed to grab a few minutes with uh, Richard Westbrook, all-round superstar of uh, Porsche racing, and um, he is the subject of Tyler's Long One for this session. Um, it's great to see you looking happy with life, uh, because it hasn't always been so uh, in the LMS paddock this year. Um, it was a difficult start for you, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I'm sort of happy now, um, but you're right, the first two races were, were miserable. Um, but I guess we sort of had to expect that. It was such a late decision to do the Le Mans series. The team were, over the winter, fully geared up to defend the FIA GT crown. And, uh, you know, through no fault of the uh, the team, the, the, cancel, uh, the championship was cancelled. And... Um, you know, they were left with the decision of having a car and a contract with Porsche, and so they had to move everything over to the LMS. It's a completely different championship. Uh, there's different things on the car, like the air conditioning, just for one, uh, and that's not as simple just to plug in as you would, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, but the main problem for us, it's a completely different tyre, and uh, we had no testing before um, Paul Ricard, and so. I mean, it was a test session the first two rounds, and we expected it to be tough, but not that tough. And um, it's fair to say that we were completely lost with the car. Since Spa, um, you know, we all decided that we're not going to end on this note. We need to dig deep, and uh, the team were proved that at the end of 2008 when they came back and won FIA GT against AF Corsa. So we've, we've done a test since Spa. We feel much more competitive now. Uh, we've seen it throughout practice. Um, we had a a difficult qualifying. We we should have been further up the field. We were first in free practice too, but you know we didn't get too carried away with that. We knew we weren't ready to be fighting for a win. But I guess it's fair to say that we're probably good enough to fight for a podium. Yeah. And in Budapest, I fully expect us to be fighting for victory. Good. Yeah. yeah because that's you know that's something that you, in a way you've you've kind of become accustomed to. You've you've been up at the sharp end of Porsche racing in one fashion or another for mm. a good many years now, probably more than you care to remember. Mm. With you know Carrera Cup GB and and Super Cup, and you know those those victories were were hard earned too. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a nice situation being in you know what we were in at Paul Ricard. Paul Ricard was just awful and. You know the great winter that we all had, um, celebrating the, the you know the championship against AF Corso. It was it was a really nice winter, and we were looking forward to this season. And then after Paul Ricard qualifying, everything was forgotten. I mean, it really was brought back down to earth with a bang. Um, but as I said, you know, Pro Speed, they, we were in a difficult situation in 2008 when me and Manu were comprehensively beaten by the Ferraris, but the team really really worked hard over the winter and we came back in 09 and we won the championship and that's what we've got to do again Uh, but unfortunately we've got to do it throughout the season Um, what really hurt after Paul Ricard was waking up the next morning and my phone going and saying did you know it was double points I'll never forget that moment it was like my whole season's gone Just just evaporated because I've never been in that situation after one round you know you can't win the championship um, that was a real that was really tough yeah yeah uh, I mean c- going, going back to your to your roots and the the Carrera Cup thing mm. how difficult a series is that to win is it is it is it purely a question of being in the right team or is there more to it than that well I don't know it's any championship is is very very difficult to win and uh, um, 
my first thing was driving the Porsche. You know, that was the hardest thing. Um, it's not an easy car to drive. There's so many Porsche specialists out there. Yeah. When I went and did the Super Cup for the first time, there were so many, you know, good German drivers, people like Wolf Hensler, yeah. Mark Lieb, that were just, you know, for them it was the norm to yeah. drive a Porsche, you know, and drive it hard and, you know, bloody quick as well. And uh, it was very, very difficult going out to the Super Cup for the first time. And then I came and did the Carrera Cup. I was lucky when I came back to England. Mm. Uh, the Carrera Cup had just started. So yeah. it was a good place to learn the Porsche yeah. away from uh, yeah. all the experts. And, I, you know, I learned the sort of uh, the idiosyncrasies of the car, yeah. if you like. And uh, I went back and did the Super Cup and I felt prepared. I felt like I knew the car and then yeah. won the Super Cup. But yeah. up until that time, it was very difficult for... I didn't really see it as an international series. It was more of a German series, the Super Cup. It was, right. had so many Porsche specialists, but now you see it's a, a really good international championship. Absolutely so, and we see you in the same light as a Porsche specialist. Yeah, I guess, you know, I have got that tag now. Um, it doesn't mean that I can't drive anything else. I mean, I, um, but yeah, I have got that tag as a Porsche specialist. It's not something I like or dislike. It's, uh, it's the way it is. I mean... I drive Porsches because, A, I love them, and, and B, I, hopefully I'm quite good, good at it. Good at it, yeah. <laughs> quite good yeah. at it. No, no, you're, you're better than quite good. You, you know you are. Um, I mean, you know, you and I spent time together over the last FIA season, hmm. and, you know, there are lots of golden moments in that year, yeah. which I remember commenting on that the time, and, and which will stick in my mind because the driving was just superb. And yeah. for my money, you outdrove Manu last year considerably. Well, I, I, that's... I don't know. I don't really want to... No. Um, I mean, you, you might not want to comment on that, but take it from, from me. The whole driving standard last year, the FIA GT, it was just one of those dream seasons. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, winning a race on the last lap at Hungary stands out. There were lots yeah. of those sort of moments. And yeah. uh, yes. I really enjoyed the racing last year. It's, it's great, the two-hour race format. Mm. We absolutely love that. The team love it. Um yeah, but it's a it's a different thing we're doing now. It's it's longer races. You have got the prototypes. It's a completely different ball game. It's different tyres, yeah. and it's a slightly different car setup. Yeah, and a longer race yet, and one in which you were a, a, a rookie this year, mm. uh, Le Mans, mm. and uh, came away with a very nice result. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 sort of bittersweet, Le Mans. I mean, first of all, it was yeah, as you said, it was my first Le Mans, and. Everyone said it's going to be an amazing event, and I had no idea how amazing it was. To be honest, once I was there, once I did the start, I said to myself, I don't care if I come first or if I come last. I'm just so happy to be here. It was one of those races where just to be part of it is amazing. And obviously, when you get started, you you want to do well. And uh, we were with a really good team, really good teammates, and we just had a really tough race. Everything that went wrong could have gone wrong. Um, I think we, we're possibly the first ever car to get on the podium with five cylinders. Uh, it was so many things went wrong. So to get a podium at the end was a fantastic result, and uh, to stand up on that, that rostrum with all the fans there was it was very very special. Yeah. Just to say, shame the trophy wasn't. Well, uh, yeah, some yeah. you win, some you lose. Some the, the, was was Le Mans always a sort of target for a goal for you? Is it something that you always aspired to? Well, it was. It's obviously you always wanted to do it but I never had the opportunity to and um, uh, 
when I told people it was my first time in Le Mans this year, everyone, mm. everyone I spoke to said, "What? It's your first yeah, time?" They, they couldn't right. believe, yeah. couldn't believe it. But yeah. you have to think this is only my third year of endurance racing, yeah. and uh, in the first two years, there wasn't there wasn't the opportunity to do Le Mans. So when the chance came up, when BMS called me, I was delighted to accept. Yeah. So you've stepped up for the season at least for from a two-hour format to a six-hour format mm. thereabouts. Mm. Um, is that a direction that you've you've happily taken? Are you are you do you like the format? I don't mind it. I mean, you adapt to it. Um, you have to adapt to it. I, I was a big fan of the two-hour form, format. It was really exciting racing and the strategies that went on. There were so many different things you could do. Yeah. It wasn't a straightforward just run as long as you can, where the Le Mans series is. Right. Uh, it's more fuel economy here, whereas uh, FIA GT, you could be a much more aggressive on the strategy. You could yeah. take more risks and yeah. you, know, you could be rewarded with uh, taking risks. Here, you have to really run as long as you can and uh you know stay out of the pits it's, it's it's a different style and as i said i was a big fan of the fia format but you know it is what it is the championship doesn't exist for what, mm. whatever reason mm. um and we're here now and we've got to make the best of it and we've got to learn fast and we are learning fast so having tackled 124 hour race at Le Mans, you're now signed up to do uh, with ProSpeed yep. the, the Belgian uh, Spa 24 hours as well. Mm. Yeah, looking forward to that. It's the, um, you know, GT2 this year we can fight for victory. Um, it's just a shame that we've got these silly little rules in the FIA that it has to be a homologated tyre and it's not quite clear on the tyres at the moment what we're going to get because we did a test a couple of weeks ago we basically got a GT3 tyre which which doesn't really work on a GT2 car no. so at the moment the race is, looks like it's going to be very very difficult yeah um, so I hope they look at it and I hope they change it because at the moment it's uh, it's not a race I'm looking forward to as much as I was a month ago. No, on on the face of it, BMW looked to pull a bit of a flanker by being able to get a, a different homologated tyre for themselves. Exactly, the rules there to be exploited. It's, I'm sure it's easy to exploit. I'm, I'm not for what, one minute suggesting they're doing anything wrong. No, no. Um, it's just uh, it's just the way there, there's an opportunity there for them to have their tyre which is designed around the BMW unfortunately we've got, at the moment as we stand we have to race on a tyre that's completely not designed for our car yeah. and um, it's quite you know quite simply and bluntly it doesn't work yeah. um, so we have to we have to get it changed because it's uh, too big a race to just yeah. go there on a tyre that doesn't work now, presumably that holds true for all of the GT2 Porsche teams. Yeah, all, all the Porsches and, and I guess uh, the Ferraris as well. I'm, I'm, I can't really comment on what's going on at Ferrari, but for Porsche we, we do need to look at the tyres at the moment. Mm. Now, you, you've assembled a, a, a cracking team of drivers, even so. Yeah, uh, we've got Mark Lieb, who, you know, uh, for me is... Wunderkind, isn't he? He's, he's top of the top of his game at the moment. Yeah. He really is. It's it's difficult to see any weakness in his driving at the moment. He's he's really on fire. Uh, and Mark loves Spa. He's a real specialist. So to get Mark is is a massive boost. And we've got Mark Goosens as well, um, who obviously is Belgium. Knows Spa like the back of his hand. Knows Pro Speed very well. Yeah. Had a chance to work with him at the test, and he's great to work with. Really relaxed, super cool. Um, Really looking forward to it. Rudy Penders himself comes with a, a bit of a, a reputation for, for, for being a, a good team manager. He's, he's great, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't still be here. I mean, it's my third year with Pro Speed, yeah. and uh, I really like the guys there, and I, I like the way they, you know, they dig deep when they need to. 
and um, you know we've certainly got to do that now and they're doing it it's very very difficult to do it mid-season with limited testing and uh, we're, they're making the best of it they're a great bunch of guys and uh, they're, they're very new to this sort of level of racing as well don't forget mm. FIE GT in 2008 was their first year yeah. they suddenly had the factory team status me and Manu were put there yeah. and um, they had to learn very quickly and they did was, was that a big step up for the team, the expectation of being the factory car, even though there aren't any factory cars in FIA GTs? Yeah, but uh, it's, you know, it's something, again, that happened very late for them. I think they got the call in February of 2008. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. going to be doing it. And, um, you know, I think it's fair to say they probably weren't quite ready then. And uh, 2008 was a very tough year. Yeah. But, as I said, they in that winter, they turned everything around. Any weak area that they earmarked, they completely put to bed and uh, 2009 we came out fighting from the word go now you've already told me that you you thoroughly enjoyed that two hour format so it shouldn't come as a huge shock to learn over this weekend in a press release that you and um, Neil Yarny have both signed um, a contract with Martin Bartek's Matek operation to run um, in the GT1 championship Mm. for the balance of the year Um, that sounds like an exciting prospect for you yeah it is I mean uh, with the Le Mans series obviously it's only five five races this year plus Le Mans and three of those are now out of the way plus Le Mans Um, so you know there is the opportunity to do something else I got the call on Thursday uh, prior to this race weekend and uh, yeah I thought about it and I don't really know a lot about GT1 I'll I'll be honest and I don't really know a lot about the current format but what I do know is Matek are a very good team they've had some good results this year I know that I think they're lined second in the championship at the moment um, I'm going to be teammates with Thomas, okay, uh, Thomas Much. Yeah. So um, he's uh, an expert in these cars. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I've got a very, very open mind mm. uh, because, as I said, I haven't really followed the race mm. as much this year. No. Well, it's 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 a pretty aggressive format, and, and mm. that seems to be something which which appeals to you. Yeah, I'd, uh, I guess I was sort of you know in with driving a car with a roof on my head I was brought up in the super cup which is sort of cutthroat sprint racing and yeah this format it's a short format probably a bit too short if I'm being uh, perfectly honest but yeah let's let's see as I said I've got an open mind I've got no expectations at the moment yeah and um you know I'm going to see first of all I've got to get to grips with the car but it seems like it's a good car and easy to learn and uh um, I know pretty much all the tracks that we're going to be driving on into Lagos, San Luis, Algarve, Spa. Um, I'm not sure if South Africa is happening, I hear. No, there's a, a bit of a whisper that it might not be happening. I don't know whether it's circuit homologation issues or what, but um, we shall see. Um, uh, there's always a question of finance too, because somebody's got to pay all these bills and it's a new championship. and It's, it's hard to come by at the moment. So Spa weekend suddenly turns into a very busy one for you, because you've got two one-hour races and a 24. Yeah, I, I think the way they've set the timetable up, though, is that you know, it's quite easy for a driver to do. Yeah. to do both races so you know we're all fit human beings so sure, shouldn't sure. be a problem yeah. if Michael Bartels can do it I can do it <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> now the other string to your bow at the moment is um, you've done a bit of racing over in the States too uh, Rolex 24s that type of thing yeah I did Daytona this year in a prototype that was a, a great experience I had great teammates uh, Ryan Hunter Ray mm. Lucas Lawrence Scott Tucker we had a we had a brilliant race. We really did, and it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience. And it was nice to show to people I can drive 
something yeah. Yeah. other than a Porsche. Because um, as I said, I do have that label and uh, it was nice to drive something else and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, oh, I hope I go back and do it again next year. I've done Daytona for quite a few years now. Yeah. It's a race I really enjoy. I think it comes at just the right time of the year when you're really getting bored of yeah. Uh, yeah. eating turkey sandwiches. Yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, just just training for the sake of training exactly yeah. it's nice to get out there and do that race it's a race i thoroughly enjoy and yeah i, I really had a great race this year yeah. something you just sort of half touched on there being labeled as a porsche specialist do you worry that you'll get overlooked for other opportunities because people will cast around and say richard's quick but he's he's, he's a porsche man really I don't know if, if people have that opinion that's up to them it's difficult to change uh, people's opinions um you know and it's not something that you know I set out to go and change you know when I, you get the opportunity to drive something else you do it and you do the you know do the the best job you can uh, which I did in Daytona but you know you can't really change people's opinions if you know I do drive Porsches a lot so I guess I've got that label Sure. Well, I will be keeping an eye on you for the rest of this year, Good. whether it be in a Ford or a DP again, if you get a chance for another round, or um, indeed back in the Porsche with uh, Rudy Penders and co. Richard Westbrook, thanks so much for your time. Always a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, enjoy your race here this weekend. Thank you very much, Graham. Good to talk to you. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, go to www.radiolamont.com. Radio Show Limited. We talk to the world.